Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Well, it's winter in Switzerland, and Wendy, as we've talked about before, there are distinct seasons in Switzerland, and now we come to winter, which is actually probably the most interesting season that there is. Yeah, I really love winter here. Um, I know a lot of people tend to complain about the cold, and it definitely is cold, but, you know, as long as you wear the right clothes and uh, dress appropriately for it, then uh, it can be a lot of fun to to play out in the snow, and uh, there are a lot of things that you can do only in the winter. Yeah, and I think the country as a whole embraces that because, yeah, what can you do, right? It's going to be cold and wet and you can complain about it or you can understand that every year it'll be like this and you can you can really embrace it instead. And so a lot of the traditions and a lot of the culture of Switzerland is, is tied up in this winter. I mean, it's a mountainous country and it's mm-hmm. basically a winter country. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Like the the really iconic dishes in Swiss cuisine, those are all dishes that the local people only eat in the winter. Like you wouldn't ever eat fondue in the summer as a Swiss person, or very rarely anyway. Um, and yeah, a lot of the things that they're known for are things that happen in the winter. You know, there's hockey, there's skiing, there's uh, skating, you know, lots of uh, different activities that uh, really you can only do at this time of year. Right. And I would say those activities, um, well, I'd say there's there's two aspects to it. As, as spectator sports, mm-hmm. ice hockey is popular mm-hmm. uh, and alpine skiing is very popular. And then, but more, I think, as sports or activities that people do. You know, Swiss people are very active people mm-hmm. and there's just all sorts of things that you can do in the winter. You can do alpine skiing, you can do cross-country skiing, skating, like you said, and, and everything. Yeah, and even people of all ages, you know, uh, cross-country skiing especially, you'll see a lot of what I would call elderly people who are still very fit and very active, and it's a great sport uh, because it's not that dangerous. You know, alpine skiing, it can be dangerous and you can fall and hurt yourself, and if you're 70 years old and you're afraid of of breaking a hip or something, then you might not want to be doing that anymore, but cross-country skiing is something that you can still do uh, at any age, and it helps to keep you fit as well. So uh, I think... Um, yeah, that's something that uh, all Swiss people really, well, I wouldn't say they all enjoy it, but uh, it's something that's a real uh, characteristic of the nation as a whole. Yeah, I think it's good that you have these levels of different winter activities that you can do, as you said. So alpine skiing is extremely popular. Um, Basically, Swiss kids, when they're four years old, Mm -hmm. start skiing. Mm -hmm. By the age of six, they're way better than you and I will ever be. Um, And then, yeah, you have cross-country as a as a level down in terms of danger. And the other thing you can do in winter is you can keep hiking. Right. Uh, So there are these winter trails uh, all over the place, all over the country. And so if you really just want to hike, you can do that either uh, on a trail where you can walk as normal or uh, with snowshoes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, snowshoes is is a really popular activity too. And so those are different kinds of trails as well, and they're maintained differently. So you have... 
these winter hiking trails that are well-groomed and the snow has been packed down so that you won't just fall knee-deep into the snow if you're trying to hike and you'll be able to, to walk on top of it, even if you're just using regular sh shoes or maybe snow boots of some kind. Um, but then the uh, snowshoeing trails are not packed down so it's just you know fresh powder and uh, the shoe allows you to still walk on top of it uh, without falling deep into the snow so uh, yeah they really go to a lot of effort to uh, maintain these trails and also the cross-country trails and the alpine skiing trails and you know to make it possible for people to take part in all these different activities yeah we would have maybe liked to have done more cross-country skiing together but the problem is that there are two types of cross-country skiing and you like one type and I like the other type. Yeah. Uh, and so basically you have the classic style, which is what you do, where you're skiing in what we call ruts or tracks mm -hmm. that are made into the snow. And so you're, you, you can't really uh, choose exactly where you go. You follow the lines of the tracks that, you're, that your skis are in. And I prefer the, the skating or the freestyle technique where you can really go outside of these tracks and, and, and you're, you're skiing more freely but the technique to that is quite difficult and you really have to learn it and I took some lessons but I never got really really good at it uh, to the point where I could really enjoy it rather than it being kind of hard work <laughs> so I stuck more to alpine or to downhill skiing rather mm -hmm. than cross-country skiing yeah, and I prefer cross-country skiing, um, but I can enjoy the downhill too. I mean, it took me a long time to get over the fear because in the beginning it is really scary if you haven't grown up skiing. You know, like as you said, Swiss children, basically as soon as they can walk, they start learning how to ski, and so they have no fear. And uh, when you're out there on the slopes, you'll see the kids just zoom past you, you know, and uh, they're amazing skiers and they're just tiny little kids. Uh, but when you're learning as an adult, <clears throat> it's a lot more difficult to overcome that fear. And for me, it took a long time, but uh, because we kept going, uh, eventually I got to the point where I can enjoy alpine skiing too. Uh, but it does still make me nervous and uh, really I would prefer to just do cross country because it's like hiking, um, you know, in that you get to enjoy the landscapes. It's not about the adrenaline rush and the, you know, the activity itself. It's more about just uh, enjoying nature and uh, sometimes you're completely alone on the trails. They're a lot uh, less busy than the downhill skiing trails. And so you just uh, get to be out in nature in the snow, you know, in this completely different landscape, even it's even though it's perhaps the same place where you've been hiking, it looks completely different in the winter than it does in the summer. <clears throat> yeah, that's so, definitely true. And we've mm -hmm. done we've we've done a couple of, of hikes or or places where we've hiked in the summer where we've gone cross country skiing as well. And yeah, you really see that. And the other thing that you really got into for a while, though you haven't done mm -hmm. it much lately, is ice skating. Yeah, no, I love ice skating. Uh, I've just been really busy the past couple of years. I haven't had that much time for it, but I actually took lessons a few years ago uh, as an adult. They do have uh, classes that are specifically for adolescents and adults, so they're not for children. Um, and uh, so I, I learned a few things, but again, you know, the fear factor is really hard to overcome because you can really hurt yourself when you're figure skating too, um, especially if you start doing jumps. Uh, you're going to fall, that's guaranteed, and the ice is pretty hard. Uh, it's actually a lot harder than snow when you land on it, so um, 
Yeah, I, I didn't really do any jumps, but I learned to do a few turns and things like that. Um, and I really love it, and I especially love watching it as well. I love it as a spectator and also as an activity that I can do myself. Um, and so there are a few different places where you can do it. There are a few uh, rinks in Geneva where we live, skating rinks. Some are outdoors and some also have uh, indoor uh, rinks. So I really love the outdoor ones. Uh, you know, if the weather is good, then it's a lot more fun to be outside. Right. And then one of the most magical winter experiences that we had in Switzerland was to go to this uh, lake that was frozen over mm. and you can skate on the, on the lake and it's called Lac de Joux and it only freezes over maybe once every two or three years. And probably now with climate change, it's happening less and less. Yeah. So I think it's only happened once or twice in the six years that we've been here. Yeah. We went with some friends and that's incredible because it's yeah. a very large lake and it's completely frozen and you can, you can really just look down uh, mm -hmm. into it and you can just go skating on it. And mm -hmm. you, you, there's this incredible noise mm -hmm. of the vibration and the sound of the ice. Yeah, it's kind of a popping up. sound. It sounds like this electronic kind of sound. Um, yeah, I definitely remember that. And I just loved the freedom of just being able to skate, you know, just straight ahead for as long as you want to and not just having to keep going around in circles like you would normally in a skating rink. Right, and so we did that, I think, about maybe three winters ago, and then it hasn't frozen over since the, that we're aware, and so we haven't had the chance to do it. But when it does happen, it's on the local news, and then everybody kind of rushes on, on the mm -hmm. next weekend to, to this lake so everyone can go skating on it, and it's really, it's really magical. Yeah, it is. And so it's just one of the great winter experiences that you can have here in Switzerland. Yeah, one of many. Thanks for listening to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com.